Okay, the Bible reading comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 56. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has been mindful of, a humble, of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercies extend to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arms. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever even as he said to our fathers. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. Pray now that you would guide us through this morning's passage, that we would not be made smarter sinners, that we would be uh, reflecting on your word, applying it to our lives, being challenged, rebuked and encouraged by it. We pray that now that your, your spirit would guide my words for your glory and for your name's sake. Amen. Well, it's been a very interesting year so far, hasn't it? We've had pretty extreme bushfires. We've had major flooding in some areas. And while all this is going on, we've heard all sorts of talk about the dangers of climate change. But now it seems there are only two things on everybody's mind. How they can escape the coronavirus and where on earth they're going to be able to find some toilet paper. I've been amazed at the reactions of, of so many Australians to this attack on our way of life. I'm sure we've all been hearing of people driving great distances uh, to get as much supplies as they can. Uh, many of you might have seen on the news last night how the police were even being called to some grocery shops in Sydney in order to uh, deal with crowds that were becoming violent over supplies. And meanwhile, those of us who weren't panicking are starting to see these empty shelves as a reason to start beginning to panic. This virus is going to have a huge effect on our economy. As a growing number of people begin to avoid public places, and as many isolate themselves to try and contain the disease, the virus. Just this week, we had to cancel three different events. Some of them are major events that we hold for the year. 
now as we meet this morning, we are one of very few churches that are able to meet in the Riverina this morning. I know of only about four or five. It seems that no one is going to escape the effect of this virus, even if not a single one of us gets it. Gets it. For the fires, well, they were mostly over there, somewhere far away. The floods, well, they were mostly up north. But this virus is so invasive that it will affect every Australian in one way or another. Even here in Area Park, we haven't escaped the effects of this virus. And in the midst of all the media hype and, and all the talk about what might happen, there's a growing sense of uncertainty. There's those whose confidence is in the Lord and as those who live for not for this life, but for the next. We have a place of shelter, a hiding place, a safe place to run to. Psalm 91 tells us that he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, my God, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. What an incredible privilege we have to be able to find shelter even in the midst of this storm that we face, to find peace and assurance amidst the chaos of all that's going on around us. Because we know that none of this has escaped the Lord's attention. He is our refuge. He is our fortress, our God in whom we trust. Now, there has been an awful lot that has changed day by day this week. The deacons know how many emails I sent their way this week. But despite everything that has changed since last Sunday, God is still in control. This morning, we will be continuing our sermon series in the book of Luke. And we'll be doing that because God's word is powerful and able to speak into every situation. And it often amazes me, and I hope it amazes you too, how God's word often speaks into situations that we never expected that it would. So with that in mind, we'll have a look at what God is, has for us this morning. Now as these verses begin, Mary, as you know from last week, had just been told by the angel Gabriel that she would give birth to Messiah. And now she is hurrying to go and visit Elizabeth. Mary's world had just changed forever. The quiet life that I'm sure she had, had in her mind, the, the dreams and pictures she had of how life would be after she married Joseph and set up for a family, that quiet life had now changed. And it all changed in just a moment. And even though the angel Gabriel was bringing her good news, we must not forget that this was extremely unsettling news as well. And so in a time of confusion and chaos, as she was still coming to terms with this incredibly big news, she turned to Elizabeth. Now this is really quite interesting and something we miss is that in our culture, Mary probably would have been considered too young to even have made this journey on her own. We would have chaperoned her or, or wanted to see someone go with her 
After all, Mary was most likely, because of the culture she was in, somewhere between 12 and 14. Mary seems to have been longing for the wisdom and guidance of Elizabeth, who in Zachariah's words was well along in years. You know, in some ways, these, yeah, these women uh, seem like unlikely companions because they're in such different stages of life. And yet both of them have been brought together through a miraculous work of the Holy Spirit. As Mary entered Zachariah's house, Zachariah and Elizabeth's house, she no doubt called out with a greeting uh, to let everyone know that she was there. And as she did that, the baby that was in Elizabeth's womb leapt for joy, the baby that would later be known as John the Baptist. And as that happened, the Holy Spirit came upon Elizabeth. And, in other words, she basically was able to see the amazing work that God was doing through the Holy Spirit. With great joy, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you'll bear. And a little bit later in the passage, she said, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord what, what the Lord has said he will do will be accomplished. And so in Mary's time of uncertainty and confusion, she was coming to terms with this news. Elizabeth joyfully reminded uh, Mary of the Lord's faithfulness to those who trust in him. She pointed Mary back to the Lord. It's very valuable, isn't it, to have someone remind us of who God is in times of uncertainty. I hope you've all got someone who speaks into your lives in those times, in those times when we forget who we are, when we forget who God is, when we forget the God in whom we serve. It's so valuable to be reminded of God in times when we feel like everything is lost, or everything is chaotic. Because at that point, we have the opportunity to be reminded who God is and who we are in Him. So that we just, we don't just try and make sense of a crazy situation all on our own, but so that we find our confidence in the Lord, so that we find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And we can see this in the following verses. Rather than being consumed by fear and confusion, because what Mary, this blessing that Mary had been bestowed on Mary, still was quite a frightening thing for this young lady. She, instead, she was drawn to praise. Rather than being overwhelmed with fear by, about what might happen, scared of the future, Mary is finding rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And as we look at Mary's words of praise, they're remarkable, especially considering the age of this young girl. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, holy is his name. Mary clearly understood how incredible the blessing 
was that had been bestowed upon her. But it wasn't because of anything Mary had done or anything particularly special about Mary. It was solely because of who God is. God's will to bless her and all mankind through her. And so Mary proclaims these very, this very thing. She says, His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. To those who fear him. Proverbs 9 verse 10. Uh, many of you probably know this verse by heart. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fearing the Lord or trusting in the Lord is, is the same kind of concept. Fearing the Lord is the path to making wise decisions. Decisions that aren't made out of fear, but are made out of faith in the Almighty. The one who is able to work all things together for the good of those who love him. The one whose mercy covers all those who trust in him so that we might find rest in the midst of chaos in the shadow of the Almighty. Now, if you look at your Bibles or if you look at the handout, you'll notice that in verses uh, 51 to 40, uh, sorry, 51 to 54, notice how they all start with He. Because it is God who blesses His people with good things and scatters the proud. Let's have a look at them. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. <clears throat> Notice in all of these verses, it's those who have placed their, placed their trust in other things, who have been tempted to turn away. It's those who have put their confidence in their own ability that have become puffed up with pride and have been turned away. It's those who have let their power and authority go to their heads, loving their throne more than loving Christ. And it is those who have placed their confidence in their wealth who are sent away empty. But those who find their confidence in the Lord, who seek shelter in the shadow of the Almighty, those who say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, they will not be shaken or brought low in times of confusion and chaos. Because their confidence is in the unshakable power of the Almighty, who is, <coughs> who is faithful to his promises, and is the one who lovingly sent his Son. There's been a very strange and unprecedented week in the history of Australia. As the fear and worry that surrounds this pandemic continues, you only have to go to the grocery shop and see the empty aisles to know how much fear is around at the moment. I have no idea how bad this is going to get, and I have no idea 
if the experts even understand how bad this might be. But what I am sure of is that if we run to the Lord in this time of confusion, if we continue to encourage each other in the Lord, despite the newfound degree of separation we're experiencing, we can, even in the midst of this chaos, find peace, rest and joy in the arms of our loving Saviour. At present, I'm unable to tell you how much longer we'll be able to meet as a congregation. We'll be deciding this week by week as, as regulations and requirements change almost daily at the moment. But as these things keep unfolding in the midst of this rapidly unchanging circumstances, we can still support each other, encourage each other and build each other up in the Lord this week, I challenge you all to find somebody in our congregation to give a call to. Call them up and see how they're doing. Pray with them. Try and go deeper. Challenge each other. Build each other up even if you can't see each other face to face. For some of you on farms, I know it's likely that uh, life is probably business as usual. No need to practice any kind of social distancing uh, because that's just a normal part of your everyday. But even though that might not be, this might not be affecting your daily experience, I encourage you to take this opportunity to encourage others whose experience might be quite different. As we all seek to find shelter in the shadow of the Almighty in these uncertain days, we worship the living God, the one who is and who was and who will always be, the one who sent his one and only son to live the perfectly sinless life that we could never live, to do what we could never do, and then willingly go to the cross on our behalf to pay the price that we deserve. And then God raised him on the third day so that we might have life in him so that we might be those who do not live for this life, but who live for the age to come. May we give the Lord thanks for all that he has done and all that he is doing in our lives, resting in him as our refuge, our fortress and our strength, so that our confidence may not be shaken, no matter how chaotic and confusing the times we are living are in. May God draw us nearer together as we are forced to separate, to care for each other. We pray may, that God may strengthen our fellowship despite any physical separation we may be feeling. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that none of this has escaped your attention. We praise you because you are sovereign, because you are over all things. We praise you and lift you up. Lord, we pray that you would work in each of our hearts to drive out fear, to encourage us to confidence in your Son, to confidence in your sovereign care for all of creation and especially for those who trust in you.
Lord, we pray that even in this, in this hard and difficult time, that you would be working all things together for the good of those who love you. And we pray that now for our congregation. We pray that as these difference change and as our requirements for meeting might change even this week, that you would work even this out, work good out of this, that you would strengthen, encourage and equip our congregation, our, our church family, so that we might strengthen and support each other in new ways, so that we might uh, find belonging that we've never experienced before, new levels of belonging. And we pray that you would help us all to keep focused on your son throughout this chaotic time. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.